0: Welcome to I'm from the Internet, a podcast about something awful, the goons and their consequences. I'm Chicago comedian Winslow Dumain, and I'm sitting here with internet historian Jay Brandstetter. Jay, how have you been? Oh, I've been fantastic. I've a uh,
1: I gotten to make a I've just had a nice busy week. Had a lot of stuff to work on and uh, I'm really excited about the episode we have today. I think it's going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw one image from it and I am already dreading what we're about to get into, but um you know, I, I'm i an artist, and I have, at one point in time, been a very bad artist, and so I just need to have an open mind with what we're about to get into, so... Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been good, I've, uh, I've been doing more playtesting of the card game, and it's going really well, I'm pushing towards, like, version 3.5, I guess, with all the, the edits I've been making, and adding new features and stuff like that, and I've got a, a playthrough tonight and a playthrough tomorrow... And that's going to be fun. And if anybody um, anybody's listening to this in Chicago wants to come and join for a playthrough, uh, I'd love to have you. Also, I'm, I'm just now noticing that you do have the enormous panda head behind you on a shelf. Do you have a full fursuit?
1: I do not. This was actually a gift from a friend of mine. He got he found it in a thrift store for like five bucks, and then he got it for me. It's this was one that this was one that was sold. Uh, I think they're called like Mascamoles. They were sold at like Walmart and places like that for like thirty bucks. So this was like. A lot of people. This was like for a lot of kids or like you know very poor people. It was like if you wanted to have like a funny animal head but you couldn't like afford like an actual full suit. It's thirty bucks, you know. It was like something you could okay. just pick up. And I've never actually. I'm not super into. I have. I have a local friend here who is a fursuiter, and I've like t- gotten to do like a photo shoot with, with taking pictures of them and stuff. They're they're a wolverine, so their costume is very cool. It's like a it's like a, he's a bit like a big uh, South South American wolverine with a huge ass. It's a very fun costume. <laughs> Oh man, no. dude. uh it was specifically designed that way, it has like very padded thighs and stuff and everything. I can't remember the word the Spanish word he has for it, but it's very fun.
0: You know, either way, either way, if if you were just talking about your friend, he's like, ah, you know, he's just a big old South American wolverine with a huge ass. I'm like, ah, those are the best. <laughs> yeah. A wolverine does uh, sound like it should be
1: something like, like otter bear wolverine. Like, like Yeah, like yeah. we
0: call them cougars here, but out there they're like, no, that's a wolverine. She's got a big ass. A great big ass. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, you know, I see a lot of cosplay for my job because I do a lot of the anime conventions, and I, you know, obviously, like entry level cosplay is like a Halloween costume, and then the next step up is where you're doing like a pretty good variation on a character or a theme, right? Um, but I think like high tier cosplay goes off in two directions and one of them is doing the super crazy elaborate fabulous cosplay with like the wings and the light up and the effects and the voice changing. All that is dope as fuck. But I also just look at you and go like, oh you're really rich. So cool. Yeah. But I will love to the day I die, like the bizarre outre cosplay of just like Picking the smallest possible character and doing that. Uh, or, or like there was some guy, I don't know what anime it is, but there's a famous panel where he's looking completely just defeated in a wooden chair, just looking down, um, and he he just like was a dude in a button up shirt, but he carried around a chair everywhere. And his pose was just to be that panel, <laughs> which is fucking great, you know. Oh. Or that one dude who dressed up as the convention center, <laughs> you know. I had a friend who did one like that where in like the late
1: two thousands. His thing is he went as a uh, Red Dead Redemption. He but it was like the actual game box, like a giant box of the game. Oh yeah, that he wore as the costume. Or uh... no, I do like that. I love I love. I love weird cosplayers. I also love, like very scrappy cosplayers. Part of it, like, my uh-huh. thing is like, yeah, there's someone who doesn't have a lot of money. money. I, I appreciate people that will make stuff that's maybe not the most accurate, but is very inventive and fun. Like one of my favorite old something awful threads was one where it was like, people had to try and dress up as characters from films and like recreate shots using stuff just around their apartment. And they're uh-huh. like, I guess the most, the, I guess like a modern version has like the low budget cosplay guy who rules. And I think my favorite oh, one is, is so funny. And I think my favorite yeah. one was one guy who dressed up as Sean Connery and Zardoz. And it was like, he made like the, the bandolier diaper out of like red duct tape. It was very uh-huh. funny. <laughs>
0: I think I've seen that. Yeah, that's funny. But I have always just wanted to see like the fursuit people, but uh, but not like main mammals and lizards, like not the popular ones. I want to see like a tardigrade.
1: Oh, yeah. Those Mima. ones are very good. People get very you know? interesting. Or, there are some people where, like, where one that I think is pretty, some people make them where, instead of trying to look like more traditional, like, cartoon mascots, they make them look more like giant, like, stuffed animals, like teddy bears. Or, uh-huh. like, there are ones that do like, very realistic ones, where they look actually like a, like a werewolf more. It's... It's very interesting and creative. I've seen one I saw, it's really cool, where someone actually crochets for suit for parts. So oh, it's, geez. like, all knitted, which is like kind of very interesting and cool, like, texture-wise. Like, my stuff is papier-mâché that I make, which is also very interesting because it's super lightweight. And I figure if I ever did one... Because I live in Florida, it's very hot. I probably do want to do something more expressive, like kind of like the costumes for the Lion King stage show, where they have the masks that are like on things above their head, so you can still see the person's face, and there's nothing restricting their view or anything, but you still get the character. I kind of like that uh, that, yeah. that more theatrical take on it. it's. We're at the point now where furries have been around long enough that the, that the, the baselines have been established, so people are really kind of starting to to push against them and break the rules in fun and interesting ways. It's super cool.
0: Yeah, no, I I have uh. I have a, a quiet and reserved respect for all the uh, the fur folk of the world. So,
1: And I guess on this yeah. note,
0: before we move on,
1: I, I will give a shout-out. There's a furry YouTuber called Culturally Eft who does, like, little informative videos about, like, the furry community history and stuff. And they recently did one at a furry convention where it was called, like... It was, like, a sort of, like, a reality show competition-type thing. It was called 3-Hour Fursuit, where they had a bunch of fursuit makers in with just, like, a pile of materials, and they had three hours to make a fursuit from what they had there. And it's just very funny seeing, like people and working in very rushed conditions with suboptimal materials is what they're able to put together. And it's just really creative and fun. I totally, totally support that YouTube video. That's tight. Well, what have you got for me today, Jay? All right. Yeah. Well, speaking of creativity and, and also you're talking about art and growth and stuff, I got the idea for this one when we were recording our last episode and you mentioned kind of like your childhood and growing up. So, um, so I guess like as an artist, like where were you artistically in the sixth grade? Cause I feel like the sixth grade is nobody's favorite time. And for a lot of us, you know, especially with mental health and also like growing into an adult and developing as an
0: artist, just where were you in sixth grade as an artist? Honestly, I was kind of doing exactly what I am now, just in a more primitive state. Cause that, that was when I was just drawing fucked up monsters and uh like yeah, you know, just drawing swords in the margins of my notebook. But it wasn't uh like I, I'm just using better materials to do it now. Um but I have also compartmentalized it. So it's like I I got good at drawing monsters and and swords and now I'm making a card game about monsters and swords, so
1: when I was in like middle and high school I drew a lot but that was partially cuz it was like it was a pre-smartphone era so if you wanted to entertain yourself it was like you had you had books and you had drawings and that was about mm-hmm. it and then as time went on it was just kind of like well now I can just you know read or play games or look at other people's stuff so I don't really do it as much but I was I I had like my little Mead notebook with like the black and white cows print on it that I would just carry around with me in 6th grade and just draw like Pikachu's and Jigglypuffs and weird monsters and stuff and just kind of right that was my thing so Today's story is very much, it, it actually is one of those Mead notebooks because I'm going to be telling you the story of Bio Apocalypse which is one of my favorite weird pieces of Something Awful art that never really seems to get the respect it deserves. Like The thread isn't even in the gold mine. It's in the archives. It's ridiculous to me because this, it's, this is just such a fun, creative, interesting thing, and I'm really excited and hoping that this will help it find a new audience because I I'm, this stuck with me ever since I read it back in 2008, and I'm excited to revisit it with you. So the context for this one is this is a thread that was posted in GBS – So let me get the date for this. I'm just scrolling through all this. Don't look, don't look. Okay. So this was posted. Okay, yeah. So this was posted on April 1st, 2008. So that's right there. April 1st is a fun thing, a fun thing for the date for this. Because I'm going to go right up front. This is something where... We have no way of knowing if this is legit or if this is something that a guy just made up. I'm just going to go with it being legit because as someone who worked for it with middle schoolers as a substitute teacher and like a teacher and everything for years, nothing about this feels unbelievable to me. This is we're dealing. Let me get into the story here and then we can talk about it more. So so April 1st, 2008, uh, general bullshit. Poster. I can't say their name because there's a giant slur. So I'm just going
0: to call them BF for short. Uh, They posted. We can call them big fat mentally challenged person or mentally disabled person. Okay, yeah, yeah. Big fat slur. (laughs) Big Big Fat Slur—that is—that's a, a rap name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> if there can be a big pun, there can be a big slur. <laughs> big slur. That's my favorite
1: SoundCloud a Little slur. Yeah, little slur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Big Fat Slur posts a thread called "I was a very very troubled sixth grader," and I'm going to read the OP here. It's um. So they post. I was raised a Christian, but suffice it to say that by the time I reached 6th grade, I was not only on very bad terms with God, but also on bad terms with humanity. Over the course of a month, as I struggled, I drew a 94-page graphic novel called Bio-Apocalypse in one of those Mead notebooks. I did this during recess or whatever when I had free time, and even in class when the teacher was not looking. It's a good thing I was never caught, because I might very well have been expelled considering the content. It was not discovered by others then, but not too long ago, I discovered the old Mead notebook where I had created the aforementioned amateur graphic novel, stashed away in a pile of other creative shit I had tossed under the rug years ago. I thought it would be a sin if I didn't share it with the rest of the world, especially the people of these forums, who would be far more inclined to appreciate it. I present to you Bio Apocalypse by the Horse's Ass sixth grade. So I'm guessing that was their original username, and then at some point they were like, "Huh, this isn't this isn't edgy enough. I need to upgrade from the Horse's Ass to Big Fat Slur." Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, so that's it, and so and then in the thread they just posted a bunch of images, but I have a PDF file here, so we can read it. Like it, like we actually have that Mead notebook here in front of us. That's great. So, I'm so gonna...
0: what's the what's the age range, I guess, of something awful? Because like on on I was on Manson USA in like eighth grade, you know, so I'm wondering if, if something awful sounds like it might have been a little older. Yeah, because the, the forums were first
1: founded in 1999 or the website was founded in 1999. I think the forums came around then. So yeah, 2008, there are people who have conceivably been posting on this website for like nine years at this point. And also judging, actually, let me look at his. um, so yeah, big fat slur registered on 2003. So they've been a goon for about five, for about half a decade at this point. So this is someone where even if they registered when they were a teenager, they are into adulthood at this point. So for two thousand eight, yeah, that's I, I. don't. I don't think they tell us the exact years. And I am curious about that, cause especially with edgy art. You know, you know, as someone who were, where Columbine happened when I was in the fifth grade. When I was in sixth grade, I was very much experiencing the fallout of that, where there was a lot of sensitivity about like edgy artwork or anything that could be seen as, uh, you know, just troubling or upsetting.
0: Oh, believe me, I yeah. am very well aware. I don't have to explain <laughs> this to Columbine you. Columbine was that. my culture's 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You admit to being evil? I am evil. You ever studied
2: Satanism, You to being evil? I am you
1: Alright, so here we go. So we are on Bio-Apocalypse. So so this is a comic book, so we are going to have to be describing visuals, but I think... I think this is going to work in an audio format because the prose is very interesting and good. And just, there's a lot of very metal phrases in here that are going to be fun to read. And also just, I can take over for describing some things. I do have meat knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Cause you're, I th- you're very good at painting <laughs> and you're very good at creating images with words. So you're going to, you're going to have a, fu- a lot of fun imagery to describe in this using your skills as an artist. So because this is a Mead notebook, we're on the first page of the notebook. So it's classic, uh looks like wide ruled, you know, white paper with blue lines, big, big space at the top for the header. And we're on the title page where it's it just says bio apocalypse. So, it, so okay. if you want to like, open your mind's eye and let Winslow paint a picture for
0: you here. <laughs> uh, so the, the part of the page, the very, very top where you would be writing like homeroom or economics or whatever in your name and all that, it's just, uh, some, pencil stabbings and a a crude moon because it's the night sky just beneath that um, is giant letters of the word bio uh, that is made out of bleeding meat with like organs and hands and grime and it's all just blood and meat beneath it is the word apocalypse spelled even (laughs) I mean apocalypse is spelled correctly Uh, but it's even with the lines, they somehow have the O-C-A-L not as tall as everything else. So it's, it. I don't like you had all of the, you ha- I gave you all of the clues <laughs> and you still didn't catch me kind of thing. And uh, all of the uh, meat is bleeding through the letters and then bleeding to the bottom of the page where there is an ocean of blood out of which is an enormous badass sword. That is shining out through the blood. Yeah. It is uh, It is no more mature than some of my favorite death metal albums. Yeah, I love it. Actually, I, I have a small collection of, uh, of saved images of just albums that... Uh, look like pictures that you can caption with the phrase, oh, fuck! (laughs) 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 And so uh, I should probably try to save and and, and reshare some of those, but (laughs) No, that's very good.
1: Okay. Yeah. So here we go. So we are going to enter the world of bioapocalypse. And again, before we go in, this was made by a sixth grader. So that this that this, that frames it looks exactly how you're imagining it in your head. Probably this is very obviously like
0: yes, it's all extremely crude. I want to take our our listeners on a journey. Exactly. Yeah. Like we are not rushing
1: through this. Bio Apocalypse is a gift to be savored. Exactly. All right. So here we go. So we're gonna open up to the next page here, and I'll I'll read the text. Here we go. So. The year is 2246.
2: We are approaching the red planet. The red planet is not Mars, though. The red
0: planet is Earth. Exclamation three exclamation exclamation points. And it's like, uh, it's four panels of like deep space getting closer and closer to the moon or uh, to a red dot. And the dot is revealed to be. Uh, I guess that's Earth. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely some dark stuff, but it's mostly red. But uh, there, yeah, there is a face on the planet that it appears to be just spewing out a geyser of blood into the uh, into deep space.
1: Yes, no don't worry. We're going to learn all about the origins of that face. So <laughs> and also I do want to say like as someone who's worked in school, I appreciate this globe because it does look like they drew like I can see it's not focused with America as the center. It's focused in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And I feel like that's like a very right. neutral portrayal of, because usually you grow up with your home country being like the center of the world. So just neat, neat right, little detail. Right, right. All right. So next page.
2: In the year 2123,
0: humans push science to the absolute limit, but they push too far. Okay, hold on, because it's a bunch of scientists in a lab and on the wall behind them, they have, what is this, a picture of a frowning woman and uh, a framed, (laughs) or maybe it's a poster, can't really tell because it's all just like single line, no shading. Just a poster that says E equals MC squared. (laughs) And as he's pushing a a beaker of red fluid, uh, the hand that's pushing it, there's a a word bubble that's leading off the page that just says, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) The next panel here, we have the, the, the red beaker crashing open. yeah, And there's all sorts of red spilling out yeah
1: it says whoops but because how it looks kind of like he's just like eating this this beaker full, of, <laughs> full of, yeah and also i would say in the corner there's a little lab rat which is very good like yeah this is very much this is like an asylum movie's understanding of what science looks like it's like we have beakers exactly. beakers full of colored beakers. water a lab coats it's so good and so here we go yeah and so whoops and then and unleashed a scientific core beyond comprehension it crash yeah and we, we see the red liquid kind of emerging and you, you get like a, the rat perspective in the corner looking on like, this is very
0: cinematic. I love this. Right. Oh, I didn't even notice the little rat. That's so fucking fun. That's a cute little. Yeah. Guy. They even
1: set it up earlier. Like this is the, this has a very cinematic presentation, especially for a sixth grader. Like they have a good understanding of composition. Yeah. it's a.
2: It was a combination of virus and super fast growing organism. And within seconds it ate up
0: the entire lab that rules. I mean this is not terribly different from like the aesthetic of dead space. Um because it is like uh, you know it's just flesh without end. And so yes, we do have uh the the our, our recreation of the lab scene, but it is very clear that um people have been subsumed into the flesh. Yeah, with the level of RS- art <laughs> these, <Yeah. laughs> these drawings are crude as fuck, but there's like a, a degree of imagination to them. Like what's funny is that these are like the exact kind of like childlike drawings that, uh, you know, that that Rick and Morty is trying to convey. Right. Like the kind of uh, puerile humor that you get um, from from uh, South Park and Rick and Morty. But this is like true to the source Unironically, this is just the coolest thing that this sixth grader could think of. Yeah, and, and I love and it. Drawn to a degree of fidelity,
1: <laughs> where the red flesh that is encompassing the the lab, it looks kind of like chewed bubble gum, like a giant wad right. of like bright red bubble gum, just enveloping everyone. It's wonderful. And also, yeah, when we get to... Once we finish this, we're going to talk a little about the good's reactions, and people do draw comparisons, so it's going to be fun to talk about the stuff they say it reminds them of, but while we're doing this, by all means, talking about the influences of this is going to be fun, I think. So, But yeah, the next panel goes... It didn't
2: really eat anything, but it
1: fused their
0: DNA together, and any living organism it touched was incorporated into a giant super creature. (laughs) Cool, dude. And so now, inside of the flesh, we just have, like... I'll zoom in on that page Almost. there. Oh, God, yeah, look at all yeah, that. There's a, it's, it's, uh, it might have. Yeah, there we go. Oh, no. That's it. That's there the we go. You want. Uh, it, oh, so you got some glasses coming off of a face and just mouths and hands and tongue sticking out. This is honestly not that off from just a Picasso, you know, because it is just like a, a, a derealized realized human form into a, a vat of meat on a mead notebook
1: yeah and I, I very much love the childish like attention span because you can see like i can totally picture him drawing this like in recess or something and him getting bored because there's like a hand with a smiley face on it even it, it, supposed to be horrifying he was just like oh that's fun you know, like it, almost like like an evil like uh like if someone made like a photorealistic version of like the hamburger helper bit just like in this universe right. just a flesh bitten but
0: But bear in mind that what we learned from the band Disturbed is that there's actually nothing scarier than a smiling face (laughs) because it's so evil that it's excited by how evil it is.
1: I guess we'll talk about Hamburger Helper. A couple years ago, they did a thing where they released like a hip hop album as a promotional thing. Oh, that album fucking Yeah. And it's actually really good. good. Yeah. I'm so glad you know about that. I was legit like, damn, Hamburger Helper, you're nailing it.
0: no, that was, like, one of my favorite, like, I hate, hate, hate corporate April Fool's bullshit, but that, um, Feed the Streets, I think that's yeah. what it was called. I, like, legit would listen to that in my free time, which is the whitest thing I have ever said. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from an extremely white man who, like, unironically went to a little Dicky show once. Uh, like, that Hamburger Helper put out... A good rap album,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like if you, like if you, like oh, yeah. God. Like no ethical consumption or capitalism or whatever. Like if you have to market something, like that's the way to do it. Just find talented, interesting people and give them money. Like what I'm, what yeah, I'm I've saying never... is, Hamburger Helper sponsor this show. We will totally do a Hamburger Helper oh, episode dude. of Eyes from the
0: Internet. I have a gag in my latest uh, comedy sketch that I haven't put up yet, but it's um, explaining like a Jordan Peterson. Like insane right wing diagram, oh and it's just like completely unhinged. And in the bottom corner, it's the hamburger helper hand, <laughs> and it just says "hamburger helper" or "hamburger harbor. I'm the only one smart enough to ask these questions. It's so, a very good Jordan peterson I'll have to. Oh, dude, you should see that set. I made a whole bunch of fake meat to eat on stage to like talk about his all beef diet. <laughs> And I was, like, drinking piss and stuff. It was a good show. That was fantastic. Oh, I nice. had my thighs out and everything. I looked, I look sharp.
1: Oh, yeah, I really want to see that now, because I'm always about making fun of Jordan Peterson. He's so funny. All
0: right,
1: so next page.
2: It spread very fast. The military could not stop it.
0: And we have a nice big two-page spread here. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Um, that's... I mean, like, pretty good in the sense of, like, it's bad. But, um... In the sense that, like, okay, so we have in the far distance, we have a a bunch of buildings in a city that are being, like, subsumed in flesh. And so, like, as an artist, there are some things that, like, you can tell the degree to which people planned ahead what they're actually drawing and they figured out, like, ways of conveying the thing that they're conveying Because it it takes a brilliant mind to draw something photorealistically or to convey it photorealistically, right? But it takes a different kind of brilliance to convey it with uh, limited use of lines, right? Like, that's why Picasso's bowl is so beautiful and evocative is because he started drawing the bowl with every detail represented, but then he boiled it down to the very basic essentials uh, of what it means. What do you need to convey a bowl to someone? Right. And so uh, what he's done here is he has some buildings in the deepest background and then like a layer of meat. And then there's buildings in front of the meat as well. But in throughout it, he has like chunks of buildings that you can kind of see are being subsumed by it. So like just with like three very simple layers, he has created like a 3d effect uh, in the far uh, distance. And then sweeping in front of the middle page, we have uh, the road and there's people running and uh, out from the, the back of the city, there is like a tube of meat that is full of faces and hands and eyes and, you know, grabbers and slime and red and guts and blobs that is wrapping around the uh, uh, the bottom of the page so that you see people are running from uh, the destruction of the city and they're being surrounded by one of the tentrils of this great beast and it it's like it is conveyed poorly right but the the forward thinking that he had to do to create it is actually pretty good of course the next panel does it uh doesn't look good but you know it's still great you know yeah like it's still conveying a point yeah right and so (laughs) okay this is like the most sixth grader drawing i've ever seen Uh, oh it's it's so perfect and so uh behind it there's just like these nuclear bombs going off like multiple nukes going off and there's tanks rolling in and the tanks are are uh are shooting, and the tanks are, of course, you know, we all know that tanks say boom, uh, and then there's guns and planes and stuff, and the guns say rat-a-tat, and it's just not really doing anything against this wall of meat, which has all of these hands reaching out at it. And, uh, yeah, so there's just a lot of crazy shit going on. Not to to go on about this, I know that we're at page 6 of 94, but (laughs) thank you to all of the listeners who have made it this far. But, like, As someone who takes on big projects and sees them the fuck through, I admire anybody who is willing to be like, I'm going to draw everything that I need in this book right now. This is like a little like this. His art project is his dedication to this work, even if it is childish, even if it is all of these things. He created an arc And he's illustrating it piece by piece. He planned it out. He wrote it out. And then he saw it fucking through. Ideas are the cheapest, most dispensable, useless, disposable fucking uh, things in art. Everybody has ideas. He put his to paper. And I like that. Yeah. Like this is legitimately inspirational because I was like, I love this. And like, this is about the level I draw
1: at, but I was like, you know, if I enjoy this, this is definitely like, yeah, all it takes is time and the investment of it. this is genuinely like this show is, is among other things. One of the minor themes is celebrating art and creation and the things that people make, even when they have maybe not the best uh, tools or, or resources available to them. And this is, I think a, a shining crowd star in that crowd. So very good. Exactly. Before we move on, I do want to point out on some of the background. One of the mushroom clouds, it has like a, well, it has like a face and like it looks like a bunch of breasts on it. Like this, since this is a sixth grader, there's a lot of like stuff where it feels like they're like, <sighs> okay, the drawing is busy enough. I can draw some boobs in here, and I'm not going to get in trouble because it just kind of blends in. Like also, I mean, like I'd be so self conscious about my drawings. I would be like mortified if someone seeing me drawing something like this as a sixth grader. Because yeah, adults fucking suck about being creative when you're when you're near that
0: age but they don't look like i think that's just like arms because they don't look like like a sixth graders and they they look more like actual boobs yeah, than like a sixth graders i got I, I hate the word boobs yeah. so much <laughs> uh, my old roommate was like yeah my old roommate was like i i told him that like no adult man should use the word boobies and he was like well i don't know i mean like what else am i supposed to call them i'm <laughs> like how do you get laid <laughs> how do you talk to women and 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 use the word boobies? You fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was
1: so here we
0: go turns out god couldn't stop it either oh god that is a fucking dope turn Uh, god couldn't stop it either that rules there's an Marth song just called like what is it like tell me what you think of your god now or where's your god now and i'm like i that that has been a, a thing that people have whipped out so many different times and I love it every time.
1: Yeah, where is your God now is one of my favorite time. old internet where is your turns, god? Yeah. Now?
0: yeah. Yeah. And um, God, what is it? There's there's like a few different lines from Tumblr that just are like that live in memoriam of just like, uh, you cannot kill me in any way that matters. <laughs> or like that spy kids line of like, do you think that God li- hides in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? God, yeah. it's just, just a... F- Fucking amazing! I line. saw it
1: in theaters when I was in middle school, and I was like, "This movie fucking rules." <laughs> yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, like, I'm, I don't like his recent stuff as much, but God, yeah, he was he was really fun for a couple of years. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, as what we're looking at now that I take a closer look at it, it is people praying. You're seeing like a, a, a side view of a church of the inside. There's people kneeling in prayer. And uh, all of the uh, stained glass windows are being burst open and, like, skulls and meats are just being, like, uh, poured through. And then there's a mouth that's opening up and just spewing out bugs and yeah it looks like it looks like a
1: dog that shoots bees when it barks which is a simpsons joke (laughs) so i'll do imagine that's my head canon for that literally just was watching the simpsons while drawing this and also in the corner you can see also there's there's a a naked torso like like i said like you see more boobs throughout this that's just how he draws them which which again i admire that because yeah that is like an actual artistic representation of what like naked breasts look like it's not like an idealized or eroticized version of them. this is a very like yeah for a sixth grader this this feels like very like this has like a Attached tone that
0: I really like to it. Yeah, it's it's not conveyed in a sexual manner. It's conveyed in a extremely morbid manner, which is a little more concerning. But you know, yeah. I'm not going to censor anyone. For people on Earth, it was hopeless. Just a distant uh, vistas of meat and blood and flesh that just like is sweeping around the world. And there's a an increasingly bizarre um, looking meat monster that is chasing down the last of humanity there. Yeah.
1: These landscapes, they remind me of Syriac. Did you, do you remember Syriac? The, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, very much that type of like blobby amalgamations. Yeah. Uh, the next page, it says, that, In less than a
2: week, all life on Earth was fused into one giant superorganism that covered most of the planet.
1: And then we have a series of, of broken up illustrations labeled Day 2, Day 3, Day 4, Day 5, Day 6.
0: Yeah, and it just it just sweeps over the world and makes the entire thing into like a red dodgeball. Oh yeah, it's very good. It, it also
1: it starts in the
0: United States.
1: So I also just like that that well, that worldly knowledge to be like, okay, I'll put I'm here, that's where the lab is, I'll move it on. Like just a very good zoomed out
0: perspective. Yeah, but it starts in the United States, but then like but the United States is not central to the image. It's it's actually you get bits of Africa and South America and and Europe and it's the same perspective as the first page. Yeah, yeah, I think this person actually like looked at a globe for this and did not just like focus on America. You know, I think that's kind of funny. Very good. A lucky few hid in
2: bunkers where they eventually starved to death. Then they died in each other's arms after having sex.
0: (laughs) 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 Fuck yeah. Oh, dude, this is just, like, this is a grindcore album right here. This fucking rips, dude. And also, the, the drawing, I will say, it's, like,
1: the inside of, like, a fallout vault, and there's, like, a, like, there's even, like, a, vault, a circular vault and everything, but there's also a drawing of a cross with the word pray written and an arrow pointing at it. So, like, they, they have, like,
0: a diegetic reminder, like, don't forget to pray. Yeah, and I, I I do like his use of like foreground and background, which is very funny to me. Yeah, but the spider webs on the lantern on the lights to show that been, time has passed. Uh-huh. Just really good. The skeletons on top of each other died. Fucking yeah. I mean, what's not to love? Uh, yeah.
2: The superorganism was seven miles tall at its thickest. It covered 97% of the planet's surface. The remaining 3% was covered with the blackened remains of water and excrement. In this giant superorganism, hundreds of trillions of sentient souls are in perpetual agony. Hundreds of quintillions of other non-sentient creatures are also included. But fortunately, they don't
0: feel pain the way we do. Pain is the, the purse, purse of, of
2: consciousness.
0: Okay, so we, we've established in these past couple pages is that this person has went to Catholic school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. we have people kneeling and pray at very very clearly a Catholic Mass with the stained glass and everything. And also, like, just the obviously only... Uh, well, I guess they say trillions of sentient souls, which is more than there are people. No, I love
1: that that very childish understanding of numbers, where it's like more numbers equals equals more epic. So it's just like we well, use the biggest numbers I can think of to show how extreme this is. It's it's very yeah, Warhammer forty thousand.
0: Yeah, and very yeah, very Warhammer. But I do love. The, uh, I like that they are like well but you know like dogs and cats don't feel pain like we do so don't worry i wouldn't worry about that the more important thing is that there are trillions of sentient souls in perpetual agony yeah it's <laughs> very much
1: like does the dog die it's like okay everyone's dead but the animals don't have it as bad least, <laughs> it's, like, it's
0: a, uh, this is fucking dope yeah
1: next page
2: Billions of souls are brought into the world each day due to the organism's super-enhanced reproduction. Billions of souls also die each day. They are the lucky (laughs) ones. The organism feeds on itself because there is no other food source. So it slowly digests living things and grows creatures out of itself that eat other
0: creatures. Okay. What's not to love? Yeah. yeah, it has a whole bunch of eggs here and veins and a big mouth and some sort of proboscis that that has a bird mouth on it and it is eating another creature that had its its dick cut off and out of its dick is a little bone and it's being impaled by another unseen thing. It has horns and it does not look to be happy to be impaled though. I, what I don't get is why there isn't just a hive mind, you know, tyrannid sentience, like shared consciousness among this whole thing. Why does it have to live in agony? You know, but what do I know?
1: Yeah, it, it very much has like a have no mouth and I'm a scream thing where it's like oh, I'm the only thing left. So I just got to just entertain myself with whatever I
2: have. Like it it's very bleak in a cool way. There are no 100% humans in this organism. All human DNA to some extent has been merged with DNA from other
0: animals. So obviously (laughs) I'm cool with that. You know, at
1: least there's an upside to this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that would work for you. (laughs) Uh, But I do love 100% humans, which is, I'm confident that that, that structure of that phrase is in this kid's head because he heard one hundred percent juice, <laughs> and he's like, "But what if it wasn't juice?" <laughs> yeah. And so we have uh, just some sort of orifice that is like shit vomiting, puking, giving birth into the waiting mouth of another, almost like Gary Larson illustration. And it imagine like if a slug had an enormous mouth. And its mouth had hands, four hands, and the nose had hair coming out. And instead of, like, it doesn't have cheeks, so you can see the whole thing as it goes. And the teeth are all perfectly square and flat. So it's just, like, two rectangles of teeth just devouring its own young. Like, like what is it, Saturn, the painting of Saturn devouring his young? Yeah. Or is that Jupiter? I can't remember. Yeah,
1: Goya Saturn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a there's a bird-shaped protrusion that has both a beak and a surprised-looking human face, which I love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rules. Yeah. And, uh, the very bottom of the organism is the worst. Human heads by the countless millions slowly drown in waste byproducts. They used to die instantly, but they evolved gills, so now they suffer
0: longer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I can't be mad about it I this, love this. Dude. Yeah, this, this, is this is so. This is like I've listened to albums about more mature things <laughs> or less mature things than this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no. I I like.
0: The, yeah, I love this. I like the 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 top corner here with like a little more color of the like the red tendrils coming out of some sort of pink orifice that's like shitting into human faces. And all of the human faces are like the same kind of scribbled brown. It's just, it, it's like, I don't know. I just love it when people get down to the fine details and then they just kind of cover everything in one color. Cause they <laughs> yeah. can't think of anything beyond that.
1: And all the faces are just like, it's like two circle, two circles for the eyes and a circle for the mouth and the nose. So like they don't have any eyebrows or anything. So it looks just like they're kind of like into it. They're just like,
2: yeah, <laughs> like right, they don't right, come across right.
1: as scared. It's very good.
2: There are unspeakable horrors on the surface as well. Some tops have evolved pores where people are thrown into a stew. Tentacles come and eat the stew. Those who don't melt are taken away by floating things best left unknown. <laughs> dot dot
0: dot. <laughs>
2: pores as big as mountains seed the skies with flying creatures and diseases. Some have giant faces. And some have
1: giant faces is in, like, a separate box beneath it. Like, they thought of yeah. it later and just added it in, which is a very good
0: detail. And, like, I'm going to just going to – I feel like I'm going to continue kind of to repeat myself that just, like – It's just chaos. It's just, like, globs of meat and there's tubes and the, it's it's very much like – God, who's that painter that drew the um, – It's very
1: Super Jail. That's
0: what I'm thinking. Like It reminds me of oh, Super Jail. Yeah. Very super jail, but it's also the guy that did those triptychs of heaven, hell, and oh, paradise. Bosch. Yeah, I, very Bosch. Yeah, yeah, it's very Hieronymus. Hieronymous It's very Hieronymus Bosch. I fuck it. Who cares if I can't pronounce that? I don't care. I didn't go to art school, but yeah, I do also like the volcanoes of meat, and then just it's uh, kind of like a little goofy doctor Susie and alien down there just uh, wading through the, the, the piles of flesh. Yeah,
1: with like a big trunk. He looks kind of funny. He looks like he'd sound like Dr. Teeth from the Electric Mayhem from the Muppets. And we also more repeated
0: uh, giant faces breathing bees imagery. Oh yeah, definitely some bees in there. Because we all know that that's like it's right up there with the, the meat people. In what is left of Paris, an old man fights off the organism with a cane. He is on top
2: of the Eiffel Tower. He lived over a century because he evolved nostrils that feed on the disease that fills the air. The cane has a pheromone what? that keeps the organism
1: away. So now it's kind of Junji Ito. I feel like that's a very Junji Ito thing, just like
0: one weird guy kind of thriving in the apocalypse. I, I, I mean... There's a lot going on in that sentence. In What's Left of Paris, a man fights off the organism with a cane. He's lived over a century, because he personally evolved nostrils that feed on the disease that fills the air. So it is a disease. The cane has a pheromone, question mark, that keeps the organism away. <laughs> the I, cane, no the cane's alive, too. The cane evolved as well. Yes, that's And, awesome. he, and he's drawn oh, okay. with, like, he
1: has a big smile and, like, a Mr. Natural beard that goes all the way down. Down to his crotch and like little little glasses. So he's just like a very cute little old man. I love it. He's, he's yeah, like the guy that falls again. on the propeller in Titanic. He's just, you know, they're there to keep, they're, exactly. to, they're cheating out. Right. And now
2: a giant face the size of Texas grew over what was once Yellowstone National Park. It is in pain and every five hours it barfs a hot geyser of blood and other bodily fluids thousands of miles into the air where it escapes into space. A terrestrial blood flare.
1: Terrestrial blood flare is like one of the all time phrases. Terrestrial blood
0: flare. Is an album by Blood Incantation. It has to be. And that face was in that like, first panel. Yeah, so this is foreshadowing. They built up to this. I mean, like if you look at the cover of Blood Incantation's album Star Spawn, if you just look up any tech death album, it's going to be the exact same thing. It's it's like the exact style because every tech death album is about like what if it was the worst thing we could possibly write down, and every single time I'm like fuck yes dude <laughs> this is this is a rings of saturn album if you want to get into it yeah and, and also the giant face it makes me think because i feel like this is around the time
1: when like the the face on mars was in the news a lot and there was like that movie uh, that came out about that so i'm thinking that's maybe where they got the influence of in that because as, as a discovery channel kid i was definitely very into that face on mars
2: the organism also grew a giant bite over Africa, which defecated <laughs> trillions of tons of excess excrement into space. This is how the organism went to the bathroom by shitting into space, exclamation mark. Once again, Africa was the asshole of the
0: world. Fate has a strange sense of humor, exclamation point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean There's a part of this podcast where I'm here to provide color commentary. What on earth can I say to this? Yes. Yeah, She's <laughs> like, like a growth of like, this oh, comic. This is great. Am I supposed to gild this lily? You know, like, come on. We have the fact that everything else was, like, so grim, dark, and serious. And he's like, and it also grew a big old booty. Yeah. Was, and then yeah. it's like, put it in Africa, which is Africa being the asshole of the world, which is like, oh, man. Are you like like I like to
1: interpret that as him being like yeah because Africa gets mistreated but he, yeah. yeah
0: I'm gonna just yeah. presume that he means Africa's being taken advantage of like we all take advantage of our ass yeah right oh. but um, <laughs> I just sh- this shitting and vomiting blood into the fucking all of this dude just just bring, just write this down and put it in drop C and give me some like double kick drums and we could have an album tonight
1: yeah honestly this feels like this would be a fun ai thing like putting the text from this into an ai generator and seeing like what image you could craft with it oh i could do you know what why don't we do that right now Ooh, (laughs) i do want to point out when he says that africa has a giant butt it, it is it isn't an anus it is a but, like two big cartoon cheeks, just like two circles, which is another one of the reasons that makes me think this is really by a sixth grader, because like, yeah, like especially in the pre-smartphone era, you didn't really learn about your anatomy there, like that detailed as much. You're just like, yeah, cartoon butt, because butts are funny. Exactly.
0: Big old booty. Um, See, okay. e- even the biopocalypse wants to have a huge ass. That's another reason why I relate to it. Okay. I'm going to put in, and for the fucking record... I am not doing this to claim AI art as my own. I'm doing this to create reference images so that I can have different fucked up things to draw.
1: Yeah, this is exactly what AI is for. It's it's a, it's a tool. It's a reference. It's a really you know, it's a really useful tool for artists. It's not something that like we're not claiming ownership okay. of. It. We can't go into this though.
0: The yeah. organism grew a giant butt over Africa, defecated. Trillions of tons of excrement into space. This is how the organism shits, shitting into space. Africa, Africa, asshole of the world, giant planet, ass, shit ass planet. <laughs> Fit monster. Uh.
1: (laughs) HD wallpaper HDR. While Winslow is doing that, I do want to point out uh, two other things. First off, this is all spelled and spelled correctly and is grammatically correct, which is someone who reads a lot of very shittily written internet text like is very nice. Like it's cool that I'm in the. I I mean, of course, it's sixth grade writing, so it's not going to be as hard as like you know college level or whatever. But this, this is this is. They, they 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 spot they spell check this. They put their effort into this. They actually cared. And like even like they blocked out the space for the words and then did the pictures. So there's not like the words going on to the text. It's super good. And also one thing I didn't to put out was like I love the mixture of le- of levels of, of, of obscenity where he, he refers to the organism he does by they say it went to the bathroom and then comma by shitting into space. Like using both went to the bathroom and shitting in the same because pa- <laughs> those are both like that's like a child's level of of extremity, and then like, like it's it's just a very funny disparity of terms. I love it,
0: <laughs> dude. I'm already seeing a couple of these things processed through. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, this rips so fucking
1: hard. Yeah. If you drop any in the chat, oh let me know because I have a bit
0: of eyes. But oh, this is gonna be great. Uh,
1: and also, yeah, li- <laughs> listeners, if any of you are inspired to make fan art off of any of this, please share it with
0: us because I would love to see it. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to let this let this cook for a while, and then we'll come back to it later on. Yeah. Okay, as you were saying. In the next full page, it just says, This was indeed a biological hell brought on
1: by a bio-apocalypse. Welcome to hell on earth. With three exclamation points. And also, the hells are capitalized, which I appreciate. Catholic school, of course, you know.
0: Very Catholic school. Um, by using uh, different shades of dark red he has created foreground and background images of just like again it has become just a maelstrom of monsters eating and shitting and fucking and dying and bleeding and just a a, a total nightmare but what you know I, i i get that like like poop humor is kind of a part of the uh universe of sixth grade stuff here but the fact that, like, he has taken into consideration the entirety of a biological organism, I think, is very interesting, you know, that he is, like, it's not just a thing of pure violence. It also, like, shits and eats and devours, and it's, like, this never-ending cycle. Uh, I, th- I just think all of that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Some of this art that's being created right now is fucking dope as shit.
2: <laughs> Fortunately, humans had
0: already colonized the moon in parts of Mars. They were spared. Oh, okay. Well, that you could have led with that, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. The moon can't hold oxygen permanently, so hundreds of millions of people lived in vast cities built inside the moon's
2: craters that were covered in huge domes. They also lived in giant <laughs> tunnels that connected the domes. Living quarters with the tunnel walls embedded in the moon rock
0: spaceports were attached to the tunnels okay I mean it's definitely matter of fact you know and are, are we seeing okay so we're looking at the moon and then the earth is in the background but the earth is like somewhat eclipsed by the moon and so you only see like a sliver of the red earth spewing blood into the into the earth rise or an earth set um, yeah that's really
1: cool that's that's fantastic. Yeah. And like the way they drew the bubble cities and the roads connecting it. Like, I feel like this, maybe this was like a computer game they were playing or something. Cause especially the, the okay. detail of like having the different quarters on the side with the tunnels. Like maybe they were playing like outpost or something. Cause this feel this feels mm-hmm. very much to like, I'm going to take a thing I played in a video game and put it in text and act
0: like I made it up in a good way. Yeah. I'm going to drop some images in the chat right oh, now. Boy, yeah. Let me pull that up. <laughs> Dude, doesn't this shit fucking
1: rip? Oh, these are great. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is like album art or like something that I would see like on someone's van. This is very
0: good. Oh, hell yeah. We got got good shit here. Yeah, I'm a big fan of all this stuff. Like these aren't (laughs) albums that I'd necessarily buy, but I will absolutely respect them from afar. Yeah,
1: maybe with a little bit of like science fiction paperback cover thrown in. Very good. Yeah,
0: yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's funny.
1: Yeah, like I can see this is the cover of a book, but like none of these monsters were actually in there. And It was all just like people living in a space station talking about
0: politics, but they wanted to need, like a cool cover. Well, I think that's going to do it this week. As always, you can find uh, the IFTI pod on Twitter, and we also have the Uncle Picture Twitter. And uh, I'm on Twitter at just at Winslow Dumain, And of course, Dave Brandsetter has his uh, Twitter as well. If you want to see anything more about the card game, I'm on Instagram at Calculations. And uh, of course, you can um, if you're in Chicago and you like to play, I'd love to play with you. Um, That would be fun. And uh, the offer is still open. If anybody wants to uh, see one random weird thing from my apartment. Uh, just hop on uh, Twitter and shoot me personally a message. Don't, don't uh, set it to the podcast page because I'm not going to see it there. But yeah, just shoot me a message and I'll I'll do what I can to send you something weird, okay? From the Internet is created by Jay center and Winslow Domain. Edited by Steve Brown. Music by Steve Isbroke. Just watching like a little babbling brook. But no, it's gotta be fucking goon art.